What is going on, everybody? Hello. It is Jake and Grayson back for another episode of Expand. Um, excited about this one. Uh, this one actually is coming from me, my idea, all me. Um, and uh, our topic today is going to be um, our stories, our testimonies. Um, Courtney doesn't like to say testimony. She doesn't. She doesn't. She likes to say stories. So. I like testimony. I, like I kind of like good old Southern too. Baptist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my testimony. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is my story. It just doesn't sound as good. Um, so we're going to talk about our testimonies. Um, we're actually not going to share our testimonies. We're going to talk about them. We're going to answer some questions about them. But first, before we jump into that, uh, we have to, of course, uh, do our question of the day. And uh, I believe uh, Grayson is going to introduce our question today. So, Grayson, you go ahead. All right. So uh, this one will give you guys a lot of insight into a, a maybe a not-so-great moment mm-hmm. from our life. Uh, mm-hmm. But what is uh, the most embarrassing childhood story moment that you can uh, share with us um so i have a older sister she's three years older than me and um a lot of times she would very uh easily uh and sneakily coax me into doing things uh that i didn't understand because i was younger or didn't understand it was embarrassing because i was younger uh, so somewhere on a VHS tape in the world, there is a video uh, recorded of me and my sister dancing to um, the song off of Little Rascals with Alfalfa and Darla. What what was that song? Oh gosh, um, terrible. And that I kind of stuff. I know. I can't remember. Um, it'll come to me. At some great point. movie though, Little Rascals. Great, great movie. Yeah. And my sister is Alfalfa, and I am Darla, and I'm wearing a tutu ballerina, um, yep, full costume. How old were you? Um, oh, gosh. Younger than five, five or younger, mm. I would say, probably. And it's somewhere out there on It's the somewhere out there. No, it's somewhere out there on a VHS tape. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no telling where. Well, you're safe, then. No one has VHS anymore. You know, I feel safe at this point if it hasn't been brought up, but uh, it is... It's in the back of my mind always that yeah. it's out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mine uh, is not like that kind of embarrassing. It's more of like I'm the worst person in the world type of thing. So we were, uh, my family and I were coming home from the beach, uh, and we always stop somewhere that, that day we leave to get an early breakfast and we hit the road. Well, that day uh, we went to a breakfast place, and I got French toast, which is weird because I'm pretty sure – uh, that's the only time ever in my life I got French toast. And it might be why I don't eat it anymore because of what it's happened. It's traumatizing. Yeah, it's traumatizing. <laughs> so uh, I'm a kid, right, eating the French toast. And uh, I don't eat all of it. And my mom asked me, hey, can I have some of your French toast? And me being the nice, sweet child that I was, I looked at her and I looked down at the plate and licked the whole thing, like just like I don't know how else you could say that without being weird. Yeah, just like I just put everything on it. And and, uh, looked up after I did, I looked up at my mom and said, you want it now? Mm. And immediately as I said those words, my dad, uh, I never seen my dad got as hot or red as he did in that moment. And I remember thinking, well, I'm glad I know Jesus because I'm (laughs) dead. And I remember going outside and like, 
my mom is like in tears my dad is mad at me and i'm just sitting there thinking like as a seven-year-old or eight-year-old like God, i'm gonna go to hell now i'm the worst person in this whole entire world it's so done. so done. mom if you're listening to this i know i've said sorry for that but sorry and i love sorry. you traumatizing you can't look at french toast anymore grayson can't <laughs> this brings back too many bad memories oh goodness all right, so uh, <clears throat> we're going to get on with it. Uh, like I said earlier, talking about our stories, our testimonies today. Um, really, really excited about this. And uh, I think the first question that we have to answer, um, and this is kind of, you know, obviously a lot of this stuff is, is opinionated. I believe this is going to be, uh, you know, very, not opinionated, but different views because uh, Grayson and I have already talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, Grayson, what... Um, why why is sharing your story or testimony what is the importance of that what do you uh, think so i remember when i first when i got saved at 23 and i had grown up in church and you know there was plenty of times where people would get up and share their story or in sunday school or whatever it was like uh, at youth student stuff and it was always the same type of formula of i was this way then Jesus saved me, and now I'm different, which is true. Like, you are different after Jesus. However, the thing I always struggled with was there was, uh, it was like they never sinned anymore. Their struggle was gone after Jesus. And I just remember always thinking, like, man, that's that's not what happened to me. Did I do it wrong? Yeah, did I do it wrong? And so I remember talking about with someone um, about how, like, to me how detrimental that is to when you share your story or share your testimony to be like and now I'm good I don't I don't struggle anymore and so I like to answer your question I know that was a long way to get here but to answer your question of like why it's important I think people need to hear that uh, you're not going to have this magical moment where everything all your sin is just washed away in the sense of you no longer struggle with it. It's washed away that it's not on your account anymore, but like it, it's you're always going to struggle with sin. It could be the same thing that you're struggling with before you got saved. And so I think what the most important thing for me is that people need to know that we all have a story. If Jesus did something in your life, you have a story and you can share that. However, uh, I think telling people that, yes, Jesus saved me, but I still have struggles i still sin i still mess up and i still need god every single day to forgive me and you know and to help me and i think people need to hear that that like uh it's okay if you still have struggles and so i think really i guess a simpler way to answer the question is your story helps other people helps them to understand that i can get better i can change and that i can struggle because i remember my pastor in my old church when I was a kid, he did a message sermon one day and he talked about how if you're struggling, then you're on the right track. It's when you're not struggling that you're probably off somewhere that you don't need to be at. Right. And so I think just telling people that uh, the struggle is okay and it's real and that even afterwards, even after Jesus, that you're still going to be fighting that battle against it, against sin. So, Yeah, I think that's good. Um, I always think of... Uh, I, I kind of go to the Great Commission, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I think you can you can kind of, you know, maybe at the hearing that, you know, initially you can go like, what, you know, how does that apply? You know, how does that tie into your story? But, 
you know, a lot of the things that I've tried to uh, be and teach um, over, you know, the past couple of years, which is a lot of the real and vulnerable, sharing your story, be willing, you know, to talk and, and all that kind of stuff and um, being being uncomfortable because I, I believe so many times when people are asked or given the opportunity to truly share their testimony and, and dive in deep with details and all that kind of stuff, there's so much hesitancy, you know, um, just, you know, there is and for, for a multitude of reasons. But um, I think to the Great Commission because I think about, you know, uh, you know, simply put, if, you know, paraphrasing, if Jesus said, hey, I want you guys to go and I want you to tell the world about me. You to tell them about everything, you know, everything we've been through, everything we went through, what I did, who I am, you know what I mean? And I want you to teach them. Um, to me, I can't tell you about how great Jesus is and about how extensive his love and kindness and forgiveness is without telling you how I experienced that in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just no way. And then you look at the, you know, you look at the book of Acts, which I've looked at, you know, every day of my life uh, (laughs) because I love it um, so much. And and you have these stories of of Paul and Peter and the, the, you know, the other disciples. Man, when they had an opportunity to say something important, they just shared what Jesus did in their life. Mm. And then they tagged on this is who he is and you can have this too you know what i mean um so to me they had this incredible formula for sharing the gospel spreading the news of of jesus christ to other people and a a large portion of that was them being honest and open and real and vulnerable with people that they didn't know Mm -hmm. people they didn't have this inner circle with that they were comfortable um so you know that's how they did it and um and I'm not saying it looks like that every time in today's world. I know things are different. I know times are different. Um, but I, I do believe, honestly, probably on more of a, a smaller scale, more of a personal, you know, one-on-one type scale, um, sharing that story and, and being vulnerable and open and emotional, uh, whatever it entails, uh, telling other people about what Jesus has done for you and then tagging on that that's who he is mm-hmm. and he can do it for you, man. You know, it's the same formula. It looks a little different, but I have found that to be extremely powerful yeah. in in my life and in in my ministry. Um, and I and it's extremely powerful when I hear other people do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It touches me. It does. It reminds me of what he has done in my life. You know, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I just think uh, I don't know. I think that's a. It, it is. I think it's important. Um, I think it's a big deal. Yeah. So uh, so we, you know we just talked about like the best part of it like why we need to do it why the importance of sharing your story or but there's always a a flip side to the the most important thing and uh you know what is what do you think is the biggest struggle for people when it comes to sharing their story um i think there's a few i'm gonna hit a few if that's okay um just don't take mine yeah i just won't take yours i might um, no, I think these are like more practical ones, you know, um, that I would almost like list out um, because there's so many. I think number, I think maybe not number one, but I think one would be uh, they don't feel as though they've changed enough from who they were. Yeah. So it's almost like how can I tell you about the person I was when the person I was is still kind of the person I am, yeah. you know. Um, 
uh, because they're looking for, I think you're going to talk a little more about that. They're looking for this big, huge change, yeah. um, you know, but um, so I think that's one definitely. Uh, I think, too, uh, they're fearful. Mm-hmm. They're just afraid of what will people do if they knew I was a certain way, if they knew I was this, you know, if I did these things or I treated people this way or, you know, um, and, you know, I, I understand that fear. I really do. Um, I, and, I, and I, you know, it is, it is, I, there is evidence that it is real. Um, but I've just never, you know, I, I kind of, and maybe this is, you know, just looking through really good, you know, perfect glasses, you know, the way I view it, guys, and maybe, you know, maybe this will help you understand why I've been so strong on some things, you know, over the past couple of years is if God can forgive me for it, then I should be able to talk about it. Yeah. And I shouldn't care about if you or someone else doesn't forgive me for it because I that doesn't matter to me, you yeah. know, um, and, you know, in the most loving and kind way possible, you know what I mean? Yeah. But honestly, I mean, yeah. God's the one who's going to judge me. Um, and, and if I believe with everything in me that when I asked him into my life, he forgave me for all those sinful things that I did, I mean, I don't have a problem telling them to other people. Yeah. You know, and they may or they may not, but the the one who matters, he does, and he did forgive me. Yeah. Um, so uh, that, you know, that, that type of fear, I think I've tried to, you know, because of that, I've kind of stayed away from it. And, uh, but I've run into that with, especially with teenagers, obviously, yeah. um, you know, uh, because that's a very real thing, uh, taking, you know, things from your past and using them against you, uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like that doesn't happen. Um, probably something else, uh, would just be not believing that you can make a difference. Mm. You know, um, not not necessarily that your story is good enough or anything, but just not believing that God wants you, you know, whom, whomever it may be, to do that. You know, maybe they, they want pastors to do that or they want, you know, they want people that are just, you know, basically live in the church and do everything and volunteer and all this. But just, just an everyday believer, I mean, he doesn't want me sharing my story. There's no yeah. way that I could make an impact with it. Um and and what I found is the person whose story is, you know, from zero to a hundred change or the person that's just a slight, you know, I've been raised in church my whole life. I've, you know, my, my, I did a few things bad, but not really, you know, and then I, when I decided to really follow God, I, I did this and I was this age, man, that speaks to so many people mm-hmm. because it speaks to the ones that haven't, you know, gone off the rails and, and, and live life without God completely. But it speaks to all those people that have always had one foot in the door, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I just believe that, that everyone's story is, is, um, every, everyone's testimony is, uh, powerful and, and God can use it and, and he wants you to use it. He wants you to share it. Yeah. Um, I really do believe that. So, uh, Jake kind of, touched a little bit on one that I was thinking about um, and it's the comparison game like comparing your story to someone else's story uh, I uh, one of my mentors uh, he's a pastor and he uh, he actually went to the same high school school that I did and his dad was actually my pastor at my home church and he uh, he he had that kind of story where he didn't do anything he his story was got saved when I was eight got baptized and 
followed Jesus, believed in him, did all that stuff. And I'm sure he had his things, but like it wasn't like drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever. It was just very simple. Simple, I say that. But like he compared to, I guess, some people, I hate you saying that, he, his story was just what it was. And uh, I remember talking with him about that, and he he made a, just a simple point. He said, you know, yeah, I might have not gone through certain things or done certain things, but Jesus is still my story. Hmm. He's still my story, either even if I did all those things or if I didn't. That's the point of it. And so it just always made me think that, you know, my story is different than yours, is different than, uh, you know, anybody I come into contact with. And I think that what we do a lot of times, we play this game of I need to one-up mm-hmm. my story. And so, you know, just a side piece off that, to me that can be super dangerous because you can start making stuff up in your story just to sound mm-hmm. like, oh, look at what God did, or this terrible, awful person, which we all are, but, like, we'll add this stuff in there to really, like, make it uh, more than what it was. And so I would say comparison is a killer. But this is the one I was thinking about as Jake was talking uh, about his the struggles he thinks. Uh, I would say complacency. Uh, and what I mean by that is I think what happens to a lot of Christians is that you know, there might be a time in their life after they get saved where they're telling everybody about what happened, like their story, their testimony. And then just slowly over time, they just stop talking. They stop sharing, whether it's because uh, they don't, I don't want to say, this sounds bad, but they don't care about it. They don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't think it has, like you said, like it wouldn't make a difference. It's mm-hmm. not important. I think it can lose power in our minds as it gets further and further in the, yeah. the rear view too. Yeah. I mean. And so like, I think a struggle is the complacency of it that we, uh, because we stopped talking about it. Like he just said, like it goes so, it gets so far away from the moment that when it happened that we could be like, man, when's the last time I talked to anybody about what Jesus did for me? And like, I'm sitting here saying all this stuff and like, I'm super convicted the Holy Spirit's convicted me of like, well, when's the last time you really shared your story with somebody who was not a Christian, mm-hmm. who was not in your immediate circle? Uh, because I think that happens a lot too is people will say, well, I'm around the same people all the time. They already know my story. And it's like, okay, well, maybe go find some new people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've told this to some people. I, I'm so thankful to be in ministry and uh, this is what I want to do. But one of the best things about not being in ministry and working a public, secular job, right, is as a Christian, that's a huge mission field. Mm -hmm. And my previous job before I was in ministry, uh, it was incredible because I worked with people who were, uh, who didn't believe in God, atheists, agnostics, all that stuff, and was able to have some incredible conversations with people. And it was like every day I had to be ready. So I think that's part of the complacency is that when you have to be ready every day, you keep that fresh on your mind, that passion, that wanting to know more about Jesus and following him. And when you are not in that kind of world, you lose that because you're just like, well, I don't got to play defense now. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think really your story is defense Mm -hmm. of what Jesus has done, not just for you, but for people all across the world in history of like 
now like our story is a way to like play defense and to show like hey this is what jesus did not only for me but for others and so i would say comparison and uh complacency are uh probably the biggest struggles killers yeah killers Mm -hmm. absolutely um i was sitting there uh just thinking while you're talking um i don't know if it's really a question um but i think it's just a really good point to bring up again and kind of highlight you know um, I, I think people do have a tendency to uh, try to build their story up more, yeah. possibly than what it was, or 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 desire even to have a a greater. Uh, <laughs> it sounds bad, but a greater sinful side, mm-hmm. you know, of their story, uh, so that so that it can be this huge change. And I think it's just worth saying. Gray, Grayson said it, and I'm I'm honestly just restating it that you know when you share your story remember that the focus is jesus and the focus Mm -hmm. is what he did and it's not how bad you were and it's not how far away from him you were those are those are elements to your story you know um but the 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 focus and, and and what you want to drive home is him and uh you know I, I believe, you know, what you're talking about your friend saying, I, I mean, I believe that 100%, golly. Um, uh, somebody who doesn't have this, this you know, huge change in their story because they were already, you know, going to church, already following him, not, you know, not trapped in sin. What an awesome story. Yeah. Wouldn't that be incredible if that could be all of our stories, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and would they be big, shocking, all stories? Maybe not in the sense that we like for them to be. Yeah. But does that mean that Jesus is any less, uh, you know, great or powerful or wonderful or gracious? He's no. the same. He's the same. And yeah. like... Um, you know, I think it's just worth stating that again because it's, it's so true. We uh, we have a tendency to want to get caught up in these huge transformational stories, and the truth is, is every story of Jesus is a huge transformational story. Yeah. Because uh, your sins were forgiven, and you now have eternity with Him. Yeah. And you didn't have that before. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a that's just a really good point, man. So. Uh, you know, last podcast, uh, I ended uh, with a verse, and uh, I think that's probably what we'll start doing with uh, these tags at the end is ending with some scripture. And I think Jake mentioned it earlier with Paul and Acts about him sharing his story multiple times throughout the book. And uh, the last time that Paul shared his story uh, was in Acts 26, and he goes and tells his whole story from beginning to end and gets to the end of it. And the people that he was in front of uh, spoke up and responded to him. And they they said this. This is uh, Acts 26, starting in verse 24. Suddenly Festus shouted, Paul, you are insane. Too much study has made you crazy. Verse 25. But Paul replied, I am not insane, most excellent Festus. What I am saying is the sober truth. And he goes on to say, and King Agrippa knows about these things. I speak boldly, for I am sure these events are familiar to him, for they were not done in a corner. And then I love Paul here. He says, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. And before Paul can even finish, Agrippa interrupted him and said, do you think you can persu- persuade me to become a qu- uh, Christian so quickly? 
Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I am, except for these chains. And I, that's probably my favorite. I'll, when he shares his testimony, my favorite part mm-hmm. is when he doesn't care whether you think I'm insane or not. This is what I'm supposed to do. And so, uh, guys, we all have a story to share. We all have something to say. If Jesus has saved you, then you got something to tell people. So, uh, guys, we love you, and uh, we hope that you go and share your story with somebody. Don't be afraid. And, uh, you know, if you need help with anything like that, God's always there with you to give you that courage and boldness to, to talk and to share. And, uh, yeah, we love you. Love you guys.